Hello and welcome to Vivid Check, a podcast where two girls from different backgrounds come together to unveil the reality of modern society. I'm Lavleen. And I'm Shivangi. And today we're going to talk about something that's responsible for at least 920 deaths nationwide since 1993. We are really glad to have this opportunity to talk about a topic like this. Because one of UN's SDGs is decent work and full employment for all men and women and equal pay for work of equal value. This is a goal that the United Nations wants to achieve by 2030. Well, I think we should first explore where India currently stands with respect to this issue and particularly with respect to manual scavenging. Which will always be extremely difficult to do considering at the moment there are 15 states and union territories that do not have reported data on the deaths. I think this is such a grave issue if you consider how limited data there is available about this, especially post-pandemic. Data and care, Shivangi. Honestly, data and care. I mean, let's be fair, there was never really any care, but uh, I don't think we could have ever imagined that it could be amplified to such an extent. Yeah, like during the pandemic when, I mean during the peak when shops were closed and they were open for only a few hours and when we all were locked in the security of our home manual scavengers were at work even government bodies were not working road repairs haven't been conducted but manual scavenging they definitely do not need any any kind of security right if we actually dig deep into this entire issue we realize that COVID-19 actually pales in comparison to how deadly manual scavenging actually is. I completely agree with you. But first of all, for anybody who is not familiar with the term, manual scavenging refers to those activities where a human being is in contact with feces or waste material without any safety gear. And when we say no safety gear, it means some of them literally have to scoop up feces or dangerous chemical material without any eye gear. Or they are equivalent or they are equivalent of a PPE kit. It is the most dehumanizing practice there is. And while this dehumanizing practice, while this dehumanizing practice is a phenomenon in Bangladesh and Pakistan as well, there's a sweet little thing that uh, India manages to connect it to. And that's something we realize we can never escape. Fast. Of course. Of course. I mean, um, <clears throat> I think we all know like just a thought of like having to clean excreta is considered degrading, right? And therefore is only supposed to be assigned to those who belong from like the lower caste groups. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry. But uh, it's just crazy because Lavlin and I came across this during our research and we realized that almost 40 to like 60% of Dalit households are, are actually manual scavengers. So this is quite literally a second nature for the lower caste groups in India. Exactly. But our concern isn't solely related to the caste connotations it brings forth to the table and as a result perpetuates. No, it frankly is not that simple. What concerns us is a very blatant violation of Article 21 of the Indian Constitution. 
every person deserves to live with dignity but here are stories of those who die swimming in lakes of waste material to sustain their family and we know that everybody has a very definite role to play in society and somebody's role is going to look very trivial on surface and others probably going to look like a very important part of life function but is it too much to ask that you play the role with dignity is it too much to ask that the people who are playing these roles don't develop cholera typhoid or other respiratory disorders or some blood infection or skin infection and probably end up dying these are all people who are in the 20s and by the time they reach 30s they're already losing their lives their family is losing the sole breadwinner and obviously the next in line is going to be their child and they're thrusted in, into this profession from a very young age of course shivangi and when you think that this couldn't get worse here is an example of um uh, an entity in india that is very very much praised and uh, everybody believe and they're very much praised especially because uh of the cheap facilities that they bada no <laughs> that, that they give and uh, we've made an episode about this as well i think it was our fifth episode transport yeah i'm talking about indian railways so <laughs> indian railway indian railways is notorious for this when manual scavenging was in band the practice was conducted at full throttle after the band however people became smarter <laughs> it did not stop they just got smarter instead of employing manual scavengers they would hire them through contractors so on paper they technically do not encourage manual scavenging despite all of this being mentioned in the 2013 amendment of the prohibition of manual scavenging act of 1993 which we will talk about uh, in further in our episode so what do you have to exactly. say about cash monkey <laughs> i just love how you know when it comes to saving money people just become smarter when it comes to like exploiting humans they just become smarter i love how their intelligence is unlocked at like level 3000 when it comes to exploiting a human life but yeah like lovely mentioned much to your surprise there are actually multiple legislatures and initiatives that have been introduced and passed in the parliament primarily to provide rehabilitation to manual scavengers and to ban the practice as a whole in fact one of the most recent ones was in 2013 and just in 2019 there was a 62% growth reported the number of deaths caused by manual scavenging you don't get the chronology you have 2013 law 2019 62% increase in deaths despite having initiatives like swachh bharat abhiyan so i don't know i think i don't know what to say to this i think swachh bharat abhiyan was also the most popular initiative taken to help the only initiative that they've been dragging for two terms now definitely and something that they have been trying to generate votes from despite um because definitely 
they have few concepts but let's not get into the political people language. love the savior complex lakin everybody loves the savior complex of course let's not make this way to political at this point so um, yeah to uh, to add to what you were saying it's not just a daily practice at the end of the day it's actually become sort of a lifestyle for the entire community right and this come yeah. this is the com- same community that is already marginalized it has seeped into our lan- language in fact in fact like our vocabulary as well because when you see when you see this in a broader spectrum and you are referring to a manhole so you're just referring to a man dipping himself in waste material so i don't know if most people do not know about this but the indian government actually wanted to change the name as they always want to so they wanted to change manholes to machine holes to further <laughs> eradicate manual scavenging so that is their solution that let's just change the name that is the big brain idea that they have wow lovely i feel like i just gained some brain cell or something but how is name conversion a solution isn't making laws or forget it just implementing the laws you've made the solution and yeah we have laws we i know i said this before but we have like we've had multiple laws since like 1993 there have been multiple laws just to ban the first one in 1993 it's like two decades since 1993 now this was the 1993 was of course amended to the 2013 uh prohibition of employment as manual scavengers and the rehabilitation act so the entire proposal was basically the same old thing right that this not this just prohibited scavenging as a practice but also proposed the rehabilitation along with the family that they belong to it sounds pretty much like a win win situation right this act was not a solution but so yep really wasn't yeah this act was definitely not the solution nor was the amendment if you want to know more why let's just elaborate this despite the fact that you can actually see manual scavengers at work i would be very surprised if you haven't but despite that for anybody who hasn't there has been an amendment for the 2013 amendment as well so the original bill passed in 1993 amended in 2013 and now in 2020 a bill has been proposed to do and to get along with an amendment again so to give an overview of that particular bill the bill proposes to completely ma- mechanize work cleaning it's so funny it it actually proposes to completely ma- mechanize work cleaning introduce ways for on site protection and provide compensation to manual scavengers in case of sewer deaths i mean i i don't even want to comment on this do they actually hear themselves when they're saying this or when they're proposing this what were they thinking do they lovely do they get do they talk to anybody but mirrors when they propose these policies who they please tell me anyways i don't know why we keep just delving into um 
like bashing our current government this is supposed to be an educational episode but cool i'm just going to stick to the topic now so i think it was the social justice and empowerment ministry's national action plan uh, which was under the union government that aimed to make the laws tighter but not just that it also wanted to eradicate the procedure altogether by replacing it with a better fecal sludge management system now of course the question is how effective is this really going to be because like lovely said it keeps requiring amendments and amendments and there has been a 62% increase in deaths due to manual scavenging that means a law that has been already passed earlier has done very little good which means that class and caste divides still exist in society exactly. and that just means that humanity is still on the decline so Of course. I don't know what use is it going to be. I completely agree with that, Shivangi. Because imagine, I don't know for how long we <clears> are <throat> going to try to babysit or try this warning card uh, method <laughs> with passing laws and uh, making laws and passing bills. Because how how do they? I let me try to. structure this thought process okay we pass a law people are not following it so let's make the laws more strict is that how they think do they think that's how they it's know. going to work the flame you can you can now just nominate yourself for lok sabha election you're ready yeah you're ready <laughs> i love i, how, I love to get to the age to the right age and i can stand for lok sabha elections does it matter what what it doesn't matter two rules matter it's Ex- just so oh, funny how uh, exactly it doesn't and i think we will elaborate on this further in the episode as well because um the way that rules have been playing out for the government for very for officials who have been giving the position that they are at because of their ethical nature but that's not how it works in india anymore but talking about ethics this also brings uh, what you are mentioning also brings up this really ethical question of whether laws or creating a law is fundamentally useful when the mindset of people is what has to change like the need the need of the r and to make a change i feel that it is the mindset of the people that needs to change because when we mention that manual scavenging is directly related to the caste system in india i think that's what really matters i mean i know that ethics is a complex topic to dissect right and maybe we shouldn't delve into it maybe we should just dissect the what the very complex yeah it's not very unilateral like you can not unilateral sorry it's not very one dimensional actually talking about something like this yeah. because there's a lot more that like even like uncovering ethics in a issue like this is a lot more into play mm. and so i think it's a pointless discussion to have yeah. and just going to discuss it yeah maybe we should opinion. just dissect the amendment bill that we have been talking about because that is something that's on paper yeah. and maybe that's something that we can oh yeah my oh yes lovely thank you my my <laughs> favorite thing you this this amendment bill brings out the kindergarten teacher in me so the wire according to the wire the amendment bill has treaded the same flawed path as its previous versions 
in case you didn't get it and i have to like dump it down in like basic math you subtract you subtract the new version from the previous version and you're going to get nada because that's how many changes there are i'm not a lawyer so if anybody like wants to correct me on this sure but like if a bill's the same why is it being amended i don't get it like i mean shivangi if you find that hilarious which i'm sure you do uh, yeah. what i'm about to say further is going to have you rolling okay now this 2020 amendment bill for prohibition of manual scavenging and the rehabilitation act okay now this amendment bill is a hidden bill can you imagine it is a hidden bill which means that there is no draft available for public consultation now if that does not seem sketchy i don't know what does shivangi <laughs> literally your face right now <laughs> this is quite literally against established procedure i know you were just talking about this how rules don't matter wow they really don't how is it keep getting away with things like this i just don't do not understand like exactly i mean it is bill wow. i yeah i know i hinted this, this brilliance co- corruption brilliance like literally unparalleled of course and i was hinting this earlier and i really wanted to mention this because come on this really is blatantly not following any sort of structure at all you i don't know how they get away with this i really don't anyway coming back to the bill um to give a better structure to what what all we have said the bill basically proposes to com- uh, proposes completely mechanized work cleaning better protection at work compensation in case of accidents now currently engaging anyone for hazardous cleaning of sewers and septic tanks is punishable with imprisonment of up to 5 years or a fine of 5 lakh or both the new bill proposes that the law banning manual scavenging becomes more stringent by increasing both the imprisonment term and the fine amount goodbye <laughs> what is <coughs> like i said it i love how people have hype like bureaucracy and politics to like such an esteemed position that oh no you have to be really smart you have to be really knowledgeable you know and you look at these policies that people just pull out of thin air i think my opinion is only going to like side with mari marcel tegekara an author at the fire who spoke to bezveda wilson who's a raymond maxisse award winner and also co-founder and national convener at the safai karmachari andolan and she said that i think it just sums up brilliantly how futile this amendment is she said that uh, quote a judge will hesitate to convict an offender of this act if the prison sentence is higher so this is counterproductive end quote <laughs> i mean i think this quote really sums up why laws are not working in our country 
the solution is not like i said i don't know how long they think this warning method is going to work and this is exactly what i was talking about i don't know how long they're thinking that they can just come up with by saying that let's make the punishment bigger and expecting that it will work i don't know how long they're going to keep on making amendments saying that we're going to make things stricter so people follow laws when judges themselves don't want to follow them and are, and i i would say uh, the correct word they used was hesitate when they're hesitating to convict an offender i this really does not make sense to me the bottom line is that rules have been broken and laws or no laws the acts are no good if they are not implemented well amendments suggest that the implementation will become more strict but that is not something that needs to be that needs to be done if it was done in the past and when the same promises are made again and again and when they are broken then i don't know if i can wholly believe this change i agree i, I don't i don't see the point in introducing amendments again and again i just don't get it like because like look at this okay manual scavenging is not an issue that changes over time right let that who's like severity changed over time or whose severity percent or something it has always been this bad i mean since 1993 you have this act that is supposed to ban manual scavenging right i just do not understand why we need keep, like why we need to keep on having amendments the laws exist to be implemented correctly and i don't think this warning business that these people have in, including in their amendments is going to work because we're all grown educated adults like honestly this should not be necessary in the first place but like we've mentioned it's also very hard to kind of put all the blame on law enforcement when the people themselves need to change and change is not that easy but i just don't see the point in amendments of amendments in issues like this mm-hmm. and i do understand that uh, the original law did not uh, have certain phrases about protective gear and that's why amendments had to be made but the 2013 amendment and the proposed amendment for 2020 they literally mirror images of each other why why is it a proposition then completely agree with you shivangi and although as i said 2020 the amendment act uh, the bill proposed is not available we don't have drafts for uh looking into it but then what we understand from reports is that it's exactly the same and while i understand your uh, the essence of what you're saying and i completely completely agree with it um when we talk about how the severity not increasing um i think it's really funny how 62% deaths have actually increased and i really it it doesn't make sense honestly and i don't think the bills are doing anything essentially other than giving warnings per se so i don't know i completely agree i the essence of what you're saying i just not just yeah and not just warnings i think the bills are just a reminder that hey this exists like it's just a reminder i don't even see it as a warning like 
oh you were living in your privileged ignorant bubble here's a reminder that people suffer that's yeah. all that is i honestly think the crux of the matter really lies in the caste system and i know that conversion or migration has been the most obvious and hence the most suggested solution however in a country like ours where our identity lies in our names and our name our name specifically bring forth stereotypes stereotypes and assumptions i think it is impossible to escape caste i don't think that there is any way uh, that you can very effectively escape the caste system in all all together yeah yeah that's a very stupid pipe dream to have like uh, think that you can be you can live in india and escape caste i mean unless you're arundhati roy and you're just plain dumb you're not going to escape caste i mean of course of course ideally i mean if we had a like a large number of philanthropists who want to create a better society and unless we have that we're stuck in this caste system where some of us can exploit the hell out of the name that we've been that we've been born to and then there are some of us like the dalits who are stuck in hell holes that's just how divisive life is and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> sorry while i completely agree with you and this topic about how caste is actually uh, the drivers of manual scavengers into the hell holes i don't think and i would rather not elaborate much more on the topic on the basis of caste just simply because of the reason that we have already spoken about it extensively on our podcast the privilege check yes. it was in fact our first uh, our first episode uh, so if you would like to know more we are accessible on most audio streaming platforms so you can easily find us on spotify google podcast apple podcast and occasionally on youtube as well yep you can also hit us up on instagram linkedin twitter facebook literally almost everywhere we might reply like 24 hours later but uh, you can always you can always extend the audio but we part. do check to not be uh, taking a bad bite but we do check and we really uh, like we keep saying on our podcast it's a two way conversation we learn from you and you learn from us and our podcast really essentially makes information bite sized with well with well done research and yes you are an enlightened life bye, bye. <laughs>